Welcome to That Smart Hustle, a podcast for women who are ready to step out of society's expectations, discover their sole purpose, and work their light. I'm your host, Kristen Martin, a full-time author and creative entrepreneur. My mission is to impact as many women as possible to go after the very things that set their souls on fire. If you're ready to stop playing small in a world that is desperate for you to play big, you've come to the right place. Let's dive in. Girl friend, do you enjoy this podcast? I'm guessing if you're here that you do. And I want to thank you for tuning in every single week when there are new episodes. I appreciate it so, so much. I would like to point out that if you do enjoy this podcast, then you absolutely cannot miss the event that I am hosting this May called Own Your Thrive. It's taking place in the Woodlands, Texas, May 16th to 17th, 2020. And if I'm being totally honest, it is essentially this podcast on steroids, except it's even better because you will get a workbook with actionable tips. You will be there live and in person with me and also with a bunch of like-minded women surrounding you who get it and want to go where you want to go. Now, I am not throwing an event like this for me. Do I think it's really cool that I get to go up on stage and talk and speak and teach about things that I really care about and the things that light me up? Yes, absolutely. But more so, it is about providing a space for you to own your power, for you to truly step into it and own your thrive. I created this event for you. When I envisioned it in my mind, I saw the woman who is done dimming her light, who is done playing small, who is done not sharing her voice and her talents and her gifts with the world because she knows that she was made for so much more. How are you going to show up for it? Own Your Thrive is half of that equation, but the other half is you, and only you can decide to go grab your ticket and make sure that you have your butt in that seat this May. You can still save 20% on your ticket at thatsmarthustle.com slash ownyourthrive with coupon code OWNIT111. You can find that code as well as the link in the show notes. I am so excited for May, and I cannot wait to see you there. Hello, my little love bugs. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for joining me. Fair warning before we get started with this particular episode. I am feeling a little bit sassy, a little bit snarky today. Got some sarcasm flowing through my veins. So, you know, we're just going to see where this where this episode takes us. Ah, today I want to talk about impulses. Yes, impulses. And specifically, I want to talk about why your impulses are everything. Your impulses are everything. So you may or may not be able to relate to this, but I have a little voice that lives inside my head. And as the author of The Untethered Soul, I'm blanking on his name. I feel like it's Michael something. Oh, I can't remember his name, but he said that in his book, The Untethered Soul, that you are basically living with a crazy roommate. And that crazy roommate lives in your head, in your mind. They are there all the time. And if you actually take a step back to observe the things that this crazy roommate is saying about you and to you, you would honestly be very concerned if that were a real person. You'd be like, oh my gosh, like you need you need some help. Like, do you need to go on medication? Did you potentially miss your pills today? Like what, you know, what is going on here? Why are you being so mean? Um, like seriously bipolar. And I know because I have observed my 
crazy roommate that is in my mind, and they are legitimately crazy. So I say some really batshit, excuse my language, batshit stuff to myself about myself that I know isn't true. And so a lot of people will call this the mean girl syndrome, where you just have this voice in your head that's always telling you you're not good enough, you're not worth it, what are you even doing, you can't do this. So if you resonate with that, I really hope that this podcast connects with you in some way, shape, or form to really stop listening to that voice in your head because it is a liar, it is a falsehood, it is just not true, and it's mean. It's mean, and it doesn't make you feel good, and if it doesn't make you feel good, it can't possibly be the truth because we are all beings of love and light. And so I really hope this episode encourages you to start viewing your impulses as those positive signs, those positive next steps, the things that you actually need to do to leap forward into the life that you really want to live. So since we're talking about impulses, I'm going to get a little bit metaphysical here because I know there are some people out there that may believe in fate or destiny or things like soulmates. And while I can't necessarily say that I believe in fate or that everything is lined up exactly in a certain way, um, because that messes with, in my mind, it messes with our freedom of choice, you know, and having the freedom to choose how we want things to play out or what direction we want our lives to take. But as an old soul, I do believe in reincarnation. And I do believe that we have incarnated over many, many lifetimes. We've lived many, many different lifetimes. Um, because I honestly can't explain why I feel such resonance with certain places, with certain people, with certain music. Um, it's really interesting. I want to do more of like a past life regression and actually go to a specialist in that area and have them do hypnotherapy and a past life regression on me because I'm I'm so much more open to that kind of stuff now. Like in the past, oh my gosh, I'd be like, no, get away from me. Like that's terrifying. And what if something horrible happens? I am so much more like laissez-faire and like whatever. Yeah, let me know about my past life. I want to know who I was, what I was doing, and what lessons have carried over. What lessons do I still need to learn in this lifetime, in this physical human form with this specific life experience that I'm having right now? So while I don't necessarily believe in fate or destiny, I do believe in reincarnation. I do believe that we are incarnated as souls here right now for a specific reason. I do believe that our souls have contracts, like we have soul contracts, soul agreements, whether it's working for a certain employer or dating a certain person or being in someone's life or, or doing a specific type of work that you weren't able to fulfill, like contractually complete in another lifetime, I feel like our souls do have contracts. And I really believe that's what your calling is. When you feel called to do something, you feel super passionate about it. And oftentimes when you're called to do something, you end up being really, really good at it, but you're just so hard on yourself because your humanness and your ego gets in the way. So the way I like to think about fate and destiny and like, you know, is the path already there? Is it already pre-paved for me? Or do I have freedom of choice to like choose what direction I want to go? The way I think about all of this and our soul contracts and everything is that the path is already there per the soul contract. We just have to be willing to step onto it when these certain impulses hit. So we get to choose which impulses to follow up on. And we also get to choose which ones we're like, mm, I'm not going to follow that either because I don't want to, I wasn't aware of it, or I'm too afraid to. 
As you have probably gathered from previous episodes of this podcast, if you are a regular listener, I have been on a bit of a soul journey, a spiritual journey for quite some time now, just really wanting to spend time with my soul and get to know who I really am at my core because a lot of the things I used to identify with just they've fallen away in such a beautiful way that I now understand things from a completely different vantage point. It's like I have a whole new perspective on so many different things. And I also understand that I had to go through these certain lessons and challenges and hurdles in order to get to where I'm at today. And to quite honestly be able to record a podcast like this and previous podcast episodes where I'm sharing what I have learned. Like this is like soul level sharing. I am sharing this from my soul is what it's what I know to be true. And so again, I hope you find some resonance with it or can understand and connect with it in some way. So for 25 years of my life, I pretty much ignored all of my impulses. I was always being told what the right thing to do was, what the logical, the practical, the realistic, the smart thing to do was. And I wanted to be, I wanted to be like a good person and a good citizen and a good, you know, part of society. And I wanted to like fulfill my role and my duty. I just didn't realize it was in fulfilling it in the eyes of other people and what they expected of me. And once you realize that an identity that you've created is never one that you wanted and wasn't even yours to begin with, that's really when you can start to go go into a sort of spiral. Um, and if you don't catch yourself in more of that spiritual place where you're starting to look at things outside of yourself, it can be really scary. And I think that's how like depression and anxiety, like all this stuff can hit because there's so many emotions and we don't we're depending on our own strength. We don't know how to deal with it because we don't know anything other than this physical realm and this third dimension. So when I was a kid, I remember specifically in elementary school, I wanted to be a teacher. I loved going to school, especially to my English classes or any kind of like reading or literature, language arts, just all through school. I loved going to school. I was like a straight A student. I loved being involved in like the newspaper club and just any kind of club or organization. I was all about it. I was really active in school and a lot of different activities and I loved learning. I always had my nose in a book. And while I didn't really like test taking, I found it made me it made me really nervous. Um, I really liked the prospect of learning things, and I liked knowing that I could go back to books or to my notebooks or to any kind of notes and be able to refer back to these things and relearn them if I needed to or find something brand new about a certain concept. So in elementary school, I had my sights set on being a teacher. And then when I went to middle school, for some reason, I was super interested in marine biology. We must have watched some kind of documentary or or show in one of my sixth or seventh grade classes where I just saw these people diving underneath the water and discovering new life and, and animals and just like marine life. And I thought it was so cool. And I was like, yes, I'm going to be a marine biologist when I grow up. And then in high school, I was really interested in journalism and writing. Like, I loved my English lit classes, but I was also really interested in dancing. And in high school, I kind of, I think because the hills was around at this time and like Laguna Beach and stuff, I was so envious of Lauren Conrad's life working at a big magazine. So I think journalism was at the forefront of my mind. But I also, I did four years of dance when I was in high school. And I remember my like my dance partner and I, we always would try out for the 
the dances, like the, not school dances, what were they called? It was like a play, but for dances, not like a recital. I really, it was a show, essentially, a dance show. And my partner and I would always, would always try out for those and hope that we would get chosen to like show off our like awesome dancing skills. And we did make it into the show every single year, which was really, really cool. And so I also thought that I I wanted to be a dancer and like dance in a company. And I kind of had this vision of maybe moving to New York and like being on Broadway or just like, I don't know, getting into ballet or I don't know, something like that. So I had my sights or my impulses in high school was like, yes, journalism and yes to dancing. And then when I got to college, things really shifted because I I kept being told by everyone around me, by family members, by counselors, by everyone that like business was just a smart a smart way to go. It was logical, it was grounded, it was practical, it was realistic. I could I could have the financial lifestyle that I wanted if I pursued business and basically the gist of it was that if I pursued anything else, I wouldn't be able to sustain the life that I was used to living. And I've actually talked about this before, but in college I did flip-flop one semester where I had declared my major as supply chain management, which was in business, and then I switched over to journalism and went to some journalism classes and then, you know, that voice in my head and other people around me were saying like this isn't smart, what are you doing? Go back on on the business path. It's safe, it's reliable, it's familiar. Like you'll things will work out if you go on the business path, right? And so I switched my degree back over to that. And then, and so I did kind of follow an impulse there briefly in college, but then I talked myself out of it, or at least my crazy roommate in my head talked me out of it. And then after I graduated and started getting, you know, in the corporate world and climbing up the ladder and really starting my career, I had these dreams of like being a CEO. I was just like, I don't care what company I work for. I'm just going to, I'm going to be a leader. I'm going to be at the top and I'm going to be some CEO of some company. And it's just funny to look back and and remember, recall these dreams and these things that I thought I wanted for myself because I honestly look at all of that besides the teacher and the journalism piece of it because that's still very much true for me. And I think I've incorporated a lot of that into my lifestyle now. I look at some of these things and I'm like, where did that come from? Like who who thought of who thought of that idea? Like what impulse, like where where did that come from? Because that certainly wasn't me. So for 25 years, I did not follow my impulses. I kept shoving them down and shoving them down and shoving them down so that they literally couldn't breathe. And when they did start to resurface on the very rare occasion that they were able to actually pop up and be like, hey, go do this because it's going to be fun and it's actually what you're supposed to be doing because it's your calling and you have a soul contract. Like, hello, I'm waving my arms up and down. I'm here. Pay attention to me. I was just like, Nope, got to do what's reliable, got to do what's practical, got to do what is logical because everyone has these expectations for me and I've got to meet them because Lord knows what's going to happen if I don't meet their expectations. Oh my gosh, the world is going to end, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, how naive I was. But anyways, the point of me taking you down memory lane here is that my life now is what it is because I started following my impulses. And in following those impulses, I have grown my faith muscle to a point where when something kind of gets thrown off course or I'm like, what's going on? I'm not really sure what I'm doing. I have so much faith that it's going to work out in a way that I can't possibly even fathom yet that 
Like, I just, I don't get worried or upset or get into that worst case, like, end of the world scenario anymore, which is something that I used to do when I was younger and when I was not following my impulses. 2015 is when I started following my impulses. I followed my impulses to write, and now I'm sitting here having written seven, eight, nine books. I think only seven of them are published, but having written nine books, and I have started this podcast. I have a YouTube channel. I have an actual platform of people that care what I have to say and tune in every week to see like what crazy thing this girl's gonna say or do next. And, you know, I'm hosting my own conference this May, Own Your Thrive. I've gone on my own book tours, international book tours to be exact, because I did go to Canada. Um, I've gone to BookCon. I've done I've done so many things that I could not even, like, if you had asked my 24-year-old self if I thought any of that was even a remote possibility, I would have laughed in your face. I would have laughed in your face and been, and like, scoffed and been like, ha, that's insane. That's not practical or logical or realistic. Like, that's for, that's for the dreamers. I'm not a dreamer. And that's really sad because I am a dreamer. We are all dreamers. And unfortunately, society tells you that that's a bad thing. I think that the landscape and the conversation around being a dreamer is opening up more. It's something I think people are definitely more willing to admit that they are a dreamer, that they do have their head in the clouds, that they have these aspirations and these really big life goals for themselves because they're looking at other people on social media and online who are living these awesome out there wild wild and crazy dreams, things that seem totally unrealistic. And that's the beautiful thing about social media and about being able to connect in this digital world is that when you see someone doing something that resonates with you and you want something like that for yourself, that other person is showing you that it's possible because there's nothing special about them. They are no different than you. They just decided to go for it. They decided to follow their impulses. So if you're looking at your life right now and you're like, ah, I'm not really where I want to be. I'm not even fully 100% sure where it is I want to be, but I just know that it looks a little a little different than where I currently am, or maybe it looks a lot different. I just want you to know that if something does not feel right in your life, it is probably because it isn't right. There is probably an impulse buried deep within you that you're going to have to do some serious digging, some serious soul searching, really look into that soul contract and see what is it about this particular passion or this particular calling that really resonates with me? What about this is pulling me in this direction? And I also want you to know that you are where you are now because you believed that your life could be this way. In this exact moment, you are where you are now because you believed that your life could be this way. So the answer then is really quite simple when it comes to your impulses and following your impulses. Trust your impulses. Believe in your impulses. Believe that the impulses, the things that you want, are possible. Because when you believe that, then your life can become that way. And I'm sitting here as living proof of that because, again, ask my 24-year-old self. She would have thought you were absolutely insane when I look back at the things that I've done over the past five years. It blows my mind. Even sitting here thinking about it, it absolutely blows my mind.
Your impulses are there because they are trying to show you something. They are trying to reveal a path to you that is already there. You just have to be willing to step onto it when that impulse hits instead of shoving it back down. And your impulses may change. They may shift a little bit. I just told you my whole life story about all of these things I thought I wanted to do, having impulses for these things that I thought I wanted to become. And, you know, more than half of those aren't even true anymore. I have a completely different outlook. And I can't say that, you know, five years from now that I'm going to be wanting to do exactly this. I just know that if I follow my impulses, like I have been doing the past five years, there is absolutely nothing that can go wrong. Because when you follow your impulses, you're following your soul, and you're following that soul contract. You're in that agreement. You're in alignment with it. And so the universe is just going to continue to pave that path for you as you make decision after decision after decision. But you have to notice and recognize the impulse first before you can make that first decision. So that is it. That is all I have for you today for this episode. If you enjoyed it, it would help me out so much if you would leave a rating and a review on iTunes. And other than that, I will chat with you in the next one. With love and light. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you love this episode, please subscribe to make sure you don't miss anything. For more beyond this podcast, including information on my YouTube channel and webinars, visit me at thatsmarthustle.com. And for daily inspiration and writing advice, come hang out with me on Instagram at author Kristen Martin. I'll talk with you all again very soon. Cheers.